My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Let us punish the guilty. Let us reward the innocent. My friend, can your heart stand the shocking facts about... Welcome to Why Bloody Valentine. I'm Rich and I'm here with Carolyn. Hi. And we watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Pretty different, eh? Yeah. It does have a few common plot points, but it's so far different, it's impossible to call it the same movie with minor changes like a lot of 80s movies were. Yeah. Like, the only thing I would say that's the same is... There was chainsaws. And they go in, the, they go in their house. They, like, trespass. That's about it. And then that whole scene at the dinner or whatever at the end is pretty much exactly the same. Oh, with the dead grandpa? Yeah. So that's a lot of the similarities, and that's mostly where they end. Yeah. So the cast. Bill Mosley is Chop Top, the insane twin of the brother from the original. Mosley is most famous for his role as Otis Driftwood from the Firefly series of Rob Zombie movies. So like House of a Thousand Corpses, all that shit. Three from Hell. Maybe we'll watch him. I dressed as Otis Driftwood for Halloween one year. Remember when I wore a wig and painted my face? Yep. Same guy. He actually got this role after the director, Toby Hooper, saw his short parody, The Texas Chainsaw Manicure. And he liked it. And he put him in the sequel to The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Which also seems like a parody. I would say it is a parody. I'd go as far so as... So he saw him in a parody, so we put him in a parody? Yeah. What can you do? That's what he was making. Next up is Caroline Williams. She has mostly done like horror movies. She's in Leprechaun 3, the one where he goes to Vegas. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, which is the sequel to this. It's called Leatherface. Hatchet. Some of you may recognize her for her small role as Vanessa in Renfield, a movie we just watched. Jim Sidow is back as Drayton Schroy- Sawyer. Uh, I think he's the only returning member of the like returning member of the cast that has lines. The grandpa might be the same guy, but I didn't look into it. He doesn't have a large filmography at all, and he's definitely most known for these movies. Lastly, somehow Dennis fucking Hopper is in this movie. He's lefty. He was in Easy Rider, Blue Velvet, Apocalypse Now, and True Grit before this film. He was in Speed, True Romance, and Colors after it. He's like a fucking legend, and sandwiched in the middle of all these high-end, amazing movies is this movie. This movie's in there, where he's just like a bumbling weirdo. I think he's a sheriff. I don't really know. Lieutenant, something like that. He's just a fucking lunatic in this movie. Yeah. Like, I'm not even sure he's a good guy. So we'll get on with the movie. There's the lion. Didn't jump scare Carolyn. In fact... It happened one time. In fact, nothing jump scared Carolyn in this movie. because it's not scary. It's not scary. I'll give you that. The kill count? Seven. Ish. 
because all those people get blown up in, in the fucking underground area. You don't really know if they die or not. So seven-ish. This is a Canon film. Canon put out some very, very good films like this. This was a very, very good film? No, it wasn't. We get Star Wars-style exhibition. They simply tell you exactly what happens in the first movie in this movie as the words that they're saying scroll up the screen. The only difference between this and Star Wars is that they um, read them to you as well. Mm -hmm. You don't have to read it all yourself. It's just, here's what happened in the first movie. Now it's haunting all of Texas. Fuck off. That's your whole backstory. That's all you get. There, there is another movie out there where you, you Lefty tells the story during the movie about what happened. It's a more serious movie <laughs> than this. That, that is probably what most people expected the sequel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre to be. Lefty not be a fucking weirdo and him be like just a sheriff hunting these guys. Mm-hmm. And telling the backstory about what happened and why this means so much to him. That's not this movie, though. No, that's, not, that's the, not this movie. That's not the movie that was made. This movie was made. Tom Savini does the makeup and special effects for this. I think you can make a damn good argument that Tom Savini was the most important figure in 80s horror. Like, just all the shit he's done, all the effects he's done, the makeup and effects he's done, just a litany of movies. We've covered a bunch of them, I think, on this podcast. So... I think he kind of goes unsung, but I think he's way up there in the most important people of horror in the 80s. The credits roll, and this movie has like every single horror theme in the credits, like mixed together, mashed together. It sounds like every horror theme just oh, together. The sound. Yeah. yeah. And we finally get the movie proper. There's some dork shooting signs in mailboxes with a pistol, and he has those weird eyeball glasses on. Remember those fucking things? They were like... Very 80s, 90s. They still have them. Yeah, do they? Yeah, in like the the um, party section. Really? Yeah. Did you have a pair? No. I did. A little like skull eyes, I think. At least that's what they're supposed to be. I had a pair. Why was he wearing them in the car? Because he's fucking zany and wild. That's Rick the Prick you're talking about. He's a zany, wild, rich kid. That's what I'm going to call you. Rick the Prick? Yeah, why not? Because it's not my... Nobody calls me Rick. They could, though. Anytime somebody calls me Richard at work, like one of my employees, do you mind if I call you that? I'm like, nah, it's you and my mom. <laughs> it's fine. It's great. I guess they stop then. Yeah, usually. That usually ends it. We immediately meet Stretch, a local Dallas radio DJ who seems to work the entire shift. So she works from like opening till closing. She goes places and reports on stuff too somehow. Very busy woman. Probably very underpaid woman. Yeah. Somehow these weirdos have a car phone too. Like everybody has a car phone in this. You would think this movie was made now with how many people have fucking cell phones. Not 1986. Yeah, that was weird. It was. They weren't easy to come by. No, and they were expensive as hell. Even fucking, um, what's his face? The fucking older brother. Um, Drayton, the 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 chef guy, he fucking has one, and these people are complaining about money the whole movie. Mm-hmm. This guy is bitching about money the whole movie, and his motherfucker has a car phone. Yeah, they were a couple hundred dollars back then, which would be much more now. Yeah, and you had to pay like by the minute yeah. to use the fucking thing. Yeah, 
and they stay on the phone with the radio DJ forever. They don't give a fuck at all. Remember, it used to be free after nine. Yeah, it used to be free after <laughs> nine. It used to be ten cents a text. Uh huh. You used to have to push a button three times to get a letter. Sometimes. I got we, so we didn't have text when you had car phones. Not though, a right? car phone. No, they didn't. They didn't do anything but use it like a regular phone. So car phones were, I guess, kind of a big deal. But even when cell phones were first coming out, like we got a cell phone in the mid '90s, my dad got one. It was such a big deal that they let me call like one of my friends. I think it was my friend Joe. I I called him from the parking lot of McDonald's. It was such a big deal that I remember who I called and where I called from. Like, yo, guess where I am? Right. In the p- fucking car, buddy. Yeah. What do you think of that? You fucking poor. <laughs> You were fucking poor. Yeah, I know. That's why a cell phone was so exciting to me. Yeah. But I got so good at texting on those fuckers. I could text in my pocket. Me too. I'd yeah. be like, bam, 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 in class. Mm-hmm. Just texting away. Spending 10 cents a shot. The first phone I got that had a an actual alphabet on it, I was like, what? It like slid out the side yeah. with a and whole you can, keyboard. You can bet your ass it was not a touch screen. No, 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 no. Nope. This is all analog. Mm-hmm. kind of miss it. I kind of like the clicky, clicky, click, 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 click. Well, I mean, you can still get one, I guess. I, I don't miss it that much. Okay. Like I said, they refuse to hang up with Stretch, and they play chicken with a pickup truck live on the air. They actually win, which is surprising considering who is driving this pickup truck. Yeah, that was weird. It's a Mercedes. They have a car phone. Like I said, they're rich kids. I will feel no pity for them. They're fucking terrors. They're just menaces to society, and they need to be dealt with. And you were fine with them dying? I didn't give a fuck. Paying that price? This movie does something interesting. They make all these characters and really give you no reason to care about any of them. There there are no stakes in this movie as far as, like, I'm attached to this character. You maybe stretch. Not really, though. I didn't really give much of a fuck about her. You really don't care about any of these people. No, not really. Not at all. I didn't care at all. Stretch is the only possible exception. That's the girl. Yeah, because yeah, she's the fucking- I didn't fucking, want her to die. You didn't want her to die, but it's just because she's the main character, not because she did anything to make you like her or endear herself to you. No. Like, I don't give a fuck about any of these people. No, there's no emotional attachment. Even even like in the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, you could arguably be like, oh, I don't want Freddy to lose because he's like so charismatic and shit. No one is that in this movie. No one's funny, Really? I mean, the movie's kind of funny, but no one's like, like, you're never going to quote anybody from this movie, except that you can buy shit that says, like, the Saw's family. They say that in the movie. But even Adam, like, well, that don't even make sense. Like, what does that even fucking mean? The Why are these- thing I would say stuck around from this movie is that he did that weird jiggly thing whenever he got excited. He did that, he did that dance, like, one fucking time in the original movie. Well, he did it every time. He does it one. constantly in this movie. Constantly. It's not the same Leatherface. The original Leatherface, Gunnar Hansen. Um, not the same one. They didn't bring him back. There's differing accounts as to why. Most most of his centered around money. Like, they wanted to p- pay him scale, which is just whatever the minimum rate is for an actor, plus 10% for his agent. And when he said he didn't have an agent, they said, okay, we won't pay you the extra 10%. Oh. So... <laughs> Jesus. That's his story. Their story was something much more like, I just didn't want him. We didn't feel like it was important. Nobody really cares who Leatherface is. I mean, his face is covered up the whole time. It's not like you would know. Yeah, you would not know. 
The only reason you know is because the mannerisms are different, but I think the mannerisms are different on purpose. In another time, I think I'd be a radio DJ because Stretch seems to love this, except like the money. She wants to do something with her life. But I think I'd be quite content if I could make a solid living doing it, being a radio DJ, especially back then when you could play whatever you wanted. You can't make a solid living being a radio DJ, though. No, you can't. That's like a high schooler's gig. Yeah, I think... College, maybe. I think to be a radio DJ that makes a solid living, you have to live, A, in a big city, B, be on a big radio station, C, also have, like, a talk aspect to your show. I don't think you can necessarily be like, hey, flipping disc today, we got Nickelback. That guy, I don't think that guy makes any money. In fact, I think he's just a computer program at this point. Back to the movie, though. It's nighttime now, and Rick the Prick and his boy are on the phone again. They will not stay off this fucking car phone. I don't understand how come she can't hang up. Yeah, I don't understand, like, why she can't hang up. Not only can she not hang up, like, is it, didn't it used to be if someone called you and you hung up, if they stayed on, if you picked it up, they'd still be on? Yes. Okay. So that's probably kind of what we have going on here. But I don't understand... Why they can't stop like broadcasting it? <laughs> like, yeah. Why? It, why it has to all be recorded? I like, forgot that that was a thing. Yeah. If they didn't hang up, then you couldn't use your line. I don't know if they were still there, or no, they were still there. They were still there. Yeah. I. There were plenty of times. <laughs> there were plenty of times where I hung up on like an ex girlfriend, and I picked up the phone, and they were still there. <laughs> so I hung up on them again. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, that was a thing. I don't you even. You both under- had to hang up. I don't understand the physics of it. Well, also, I think if you called them and hung up, it hung up for both of you. But I think if someone called you and you hung up on them, they would still be there. It's either that way or the other way. Yeah, it only remember. worked one way. That's so weird. But I really feel like whoever initiated the call had to hang up. Well, that must have been what was going on then. Could you, she couldn't hang up. They could. Could you imagine, like, just leaving your phone off the hook then? Like, fuck you, you don't get to use your phone anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you can't use your phone either. Yeah. Though you could have done it, because you had, like, two phone lines. Correct, but one of them was for but the But you internet. weren't rich. One of I wasn't rich. One of them was for the internet. So, I really... That was the more important phone. I would sooner do it with the fucking house number. Because... I don't want to talk on the phone any goddamn way. And I was probably home alone. So you could just get me on AOL Instant Messenger if you really needed me. That's how I got you. Yep. That's how you snared me. So they're stopped by a pickup truck. They're trying to outrun the pickup truck when suddenly... a go- And they are in reverse. Or no, they're driving forward in this Mercedes. And the truck is in reverse. Mm-hmm. Just dead next to them. Yep. It is the fastest reverse truck ever. This entire scene is fucked up, and I'm going to list quite a few ways once you're done talking about it. So they're trying to outrun the pickup truck when suddenly a ghoul, a zombie, I don't fucking know, pops up. It's a guy in a costume in a costume. I have that written down. (laughs) He has a chainsaw. Um, He does the leather face dance a lot. And this this happens on a bridge. Mm Mm-hmm. The longest bridge in history. Yeah, it's a very long bridge. Very, very long bridge. Uh, There's a video game called Lethal Enforcers. 
where you have like a light gun and you're shooting people in like this van and they're shooting back at you or whatever. And it's like two blocks, but it's the same two blocks over and over and over forever. Mm -hmm. That's how long this fucking bridge was. This bridge was, and they were going fast as fuck on this bridge. It is so long. I didn't even know trucks could go in reverse that fast. No. Or. And they did say later they were going 90 miles per hour. They sure did. He was going in reverse 90 miles per hour. Across the bridge that was 55 miles long. Yeah. Eventually they shoot this ghoul zombie thing in the head. And that's when you find out um, it's Leatherface under there. So it's a dude in a costume in a costume. Hat on a hat. Very mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Which, that's funny. That's kind of funny. It's not funny. I thought it was funny. It was stupid. This whole movie is stupid. He saws the car um, and the, the driver's head to pieces. Like he does a lot of sawing of the car. And it crashes. So he's sawing this car. He's sawing the guy. Yes. Car didn't swerve. Never once. Held its lane. Didn't uh, hit the brakes. Never slowed down. Didn't hit the gas. Never sped up. They were both going exactly the same miles per hour. Mm -hmm. No one swerving. Never. On a fucking bridge. Longest bridge. For a good 10 minutes. Probably a little less than that, but it, it was it was uh, it was longer than it needed to be. Thankfully, no one else was on the bridge ever. Like, swerve into him. Mm-hmm. Do anything. Uh, hit the brakes yep. while he's got a chainsaw. Yep. They will continue to go, and you will stop. Mm-hmm. It, it will not chainsaw your head. Mm-hmm. But no, he sits right there and takes it in half. And the very worst thing <laughs> is the next scene. Yeah. When they're cleaning it up. Yeah. That ain't a fucking bridge. There's no bridge. That is an overpass. Just an overpass. An overpass where it would fit maybe four cars bumper to bumper. Yeah, overpass right over the highway. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? I have to believe he did that on purpose. They I... had to have. Like <laughs> did They hire people to look at these things and mm-hmm. be like, mm, this don't fit. Mm-hmm. And Toby Hooper, the, the director, is not a schlub. He's not like me making a movie. He is a professional. He made Poltergeist. And like, they said the reason why his head looked like that was because he got in an accident going 90 miles per hour. 90 miles per hour. Yeah. Backwards. No, he was going forward. I knew, but the other truck was going yeah, backwards. Yeah, the truck was going backwards. You cannot go 90 miles per hour backwards. You, it's, it's very hard. Especially in a pickup truck from the 70s. Okay. So I have to think that this was all on purpose to elicit responses like we're having right now. So stupid. But yeah, next morning, Lieutenant Lefty is on the scene. This is where we meet this fucking lunatic. Apparently, he has some beef with local law enforcement. And the local cops, like you said, think it's just an accident. Um, Lefty is surprised at this scenario because, in his words, people don't saw their head off doing 90 miles per hour. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's true. I think. Somebody's going to send me a link of somebody doing that, but I'm pretty sure it's rare at least. Where would they get the saw from? Yeah, and where is the saw now would be the bigger question. But like you said, yeah, they were going so fast, they crashed their car off an overpass instead of a bridge. They time traveled. Yeah. They went through a wormhole. They flew off the bridge so far, they made it to an overpass. Oh, yeah? Maybe. It's more believable. It was a bridge with those big metal beams. Mm-hmm. 
like like a train bridge. Yeah, that that is exactly what it looked like, a fucking train bridge. And the next day it was an overpass with no beams. Not a bridge no, in sight. Nothing. Not a bridge in sight. So this was not your favorite scene in cinema This is history. so dumb. A little bit of why I held off on ever watching this movie. There's more dumb shit coming. Lefty is only investigating the chainsaw killings. He does nothing else with his time. Stretch reads the paper and heads to Lefty with the tapes. She believes him, unlike everyone else. She buys this. He And he doesn't want her help, also, is something that's also happening here. He does not want her help. He Somebody finally believes this guy. He's like, fuck you. So she fucks off to meet LG. LG is like the station manager. He's like the producer of her show. He's a semi-hard ass with a small heart. Or, what? He's a, he's a semi-hard ass with a soft heart. So... I probably almost care about him. Well, you shouldn't. No, I don't get there, but I almost probably do. They're covering the Texas Chili Cook-Off. Your winner, Drayton Sawyer. You'll recognize him from the first movie as Leatherface's older brother. So you think this is the dad, but I'm pretty sure he's just another brother. I don't know where the parents are, but they love their grandpa. Yeah, I don't know. His secret, and I think probably most people's secret to a good chili, the meat. Ew. Spoiler alert, the meat is people. Ew. In fact, some lady gets a fingernail caught in her tooth, and I think he blames it on a peppercorn yeah, shell. Yeah, he did. A big fucking peppercorn. Lefty's at the chainsaw store. He's got his eyes on a real beauty. He's actually got his eyes on it. Three real beauties. Two sidearms and, like, a big fucker. And he takes them all. Pays for them. He gets to try them out, too, before he leaves. They all have gas in them. I would say he has poor form in terms of chainsawing. Well, that's not what he's trying to do. No, he's clearly using them as a weapon. I would argue he has poor form as a chainsaw-wielding fighter, too. He never looks in control of his weapon. No. So he goes and he waits for Stretch at the radio station, because now he wants her help. Because now he has three chainsaws, so he wants her help now. He wants her to play the tape she has on the radio, the tape of the killings. She's understandably apprehensive because this would probably cost her job with all the cursing. He just wants the attention and he wants this to get law enforcement to help him. Which if they've been not helping him and actively covering it up to this point, I don't see how this would help. Drayton, for his part, is jovial. He just won that chili cook-off. He's on his way home. He answers his car phone. They make him turn on the radio and he hears the murder. Which means this has to be dealt with. It is midnight, end of the broadcast day. The creepiest part of this movie, that fucking national anthem that they play, that scares me to this day. Yeah. Yes, it does. You poor guy. LG kind of hits on her. She shoots him down. Uh, it seems like this probably happens often. Like, he kind of hits on her, she shoots him down, and he leaves. And he's not aggressively, like, sexually harassing her or anything like that. He's just kind of flirty, and she wants nothing to do with it. So she's all alone now. She gets a prank call. She hears some clanking metal outside. And this is when we meet Chop Top. He's already in the station. There's really no explanation on why he exists, because he's not in the first movie. The lore is that he's the twin brother of the original guy that would, like, cut his hand in the van and all that shit. But they don't say for sure that's just a lore? I, I think they eventually explain it, because I think he's in the third one. I don't remember if he's in the third one or not. They're all so bad. 
we don't have to watch anymore, right? We don't have to. Thank you. But we might. What? I don't know. You said I didn't have to. I said we don't have to. There's no rule that says we have to. But eventually we might. I can't say for sure that we'll never watch it. <sighs> Chop Top scratches his head with a clothes hanger, which he heats up with a lighter, and then he eats the skin. It's so gross. He didn't like it. This whole fucking time was yeah. so gross. Yeah, he's a gross character. He wants a tour of the station. She gives him a very weird tour. She's like, here's a lamp. Here's a tissues. Shit like that. There's an episode of the Angry Video Game Nerd that parodies a lot of this movie. And it's one of the best ones. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre one. It's pretty good. Okay. They walk past like the record room and the lights off. And boom, bitch, Leatherface is here. Well, we knew he was going to show up. He busts out of there and he chainsaws Chop Top's head. Because he's a buffoon in this movie. They're all buffoons. Yeah. They're all morons. And it uh, glances off his metal plate. Yeah. She manages to lock herself in a room, which luckily is made out of a fucking steel door. Yes. The door is a huge steel fucking door. While Chop Top's out there freaking the fuck out because his plate was dented. His brain is burned. <laughs> I bet it was. I'm sure it gets hot. Like, yeah, you rub the chainsaw against it. I'm sure that gets hot pretty quick and fucking your brain gets hot. Left... I thought Lefty was here, but he's not. Not yet. L LG is back. And he gets killed pretty directly with a hammer. Or so we think. I mean... He fucking beats the shit out of him with his hammer. How did he not die? He arguably beats him with this hammer as long as that that car scene was. Yeah. I'm just him consistently hitting him in the head with a hammer. Just a couple hits with a hammer would cave his skull in and he would be dead. Yeah. But he hits him 20 times. Hits him 20 times. Let's put a pin in it, huh? We'll get back to this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leatherface is dancing all the time. It's all he does. He's having a great time. I think because that kind of became like a thing, like that you could pantomime from that movie. See, people like didn't find the humor in the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but also... Like, I think Toby Hooper kind of felt like it was misinterpreted a little bit. And that's why you like got there this. there should have been humor? I think he thinks there was humor, but it was subtle. Mm. So now, he beats you over the head with it. It still wasn't funny. Finally, Leatherface just goes through the wall instead of fucking with that door, which I would have done way sooner. And he, 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 doesn't, he doesn't kill her. He... He like, yeah, she starts talking to him. He, like, fucks a bucket of drinks that's between her legs. And then he, like, um, runs the chainsaw up to her vagina. She was screaming like he was killing her when all he was doing was chainsawing ice. Yeah. And she won't try to get away or nothing. She was just standing there screaming at him. So, again, like, I, like I'll come back to repeatedly. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the first one, is, like, full of subtext. The, there, there is no subtext here. The chainsaw is his dick. It's an extension of him. Like, he sees the chainsaw as his dick, and it couldn't be more obvious. He's not really mad at her. He's seemingly into her. Like, he definitely likes her. Yeah, he has a crush on her. He says so later. Yeah, well, he... Or however he talks. Yeah, he admits to it. 
She just keeps telling him he's good, and like I think he's coming over this. I think he is. And he fucking destroys the radio station instead of killing her. Mm-hmm. And I think he humps at her with the chainsaw at some point in time, too, when he's standing away from her. But he does lie and say he kills her. Now. She could have just left well enough alone here. Yeah. This could have been the end of her tale. Yep, she could have just told everyone what happened and... She left town. Probably doesn't even have to bring it up. Just leave town. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, they wanted to just not be found. And no one would believe her. The cops do not believe this is a thing. So just leave. Mm-hmm. So I got to. Just... Well, if you want to call the cops, hero. if you want to call the cops, somebody broke into the radio station, kidnapped LG. That explains the blood. Explains why you're hysterical. Explains why everything's trashed. Do that. Get the fuck out of there. Because this is only in Texas, I think. For some reason, though, Stretch is under the impression that she should follow them. Yeah. She's asking for it. Lefty never shows up here. So this is really all his fault. She follows them to the Texas Battleland, which I guess is some old fucking like amusement park type deal, which also has like a mine underground. Like catacombs. Yeah, I didn't understand that. But okay. She follows them in. This is too far. A, she follows them in. There's no way they didn't notice her behind them because no one else would go in there because it's an abandoned fucking Texas-based amusement park that no one would go to. So they should have seen that. So she starts walking for some reason and then a car starts chasing her. It's Lefty. Lefty admits he used her as bait as she's like hanging from a hole. There's like a trap door that she's hanging from and he like admits it. He um, tries to pull her up with a with an arm. Yeah, a with, dead arm. With a hand on it. Which also is not how things work. That's not how bones work. No. If you know anything about bones, you know that they're not really connected. Mm-hmm. It's your ligaments that are holding them on there. Your muscles and shit like that. But bones connected to the leg? Bones? This is not how bones work. No. She would gri- she would pick that up and the hand would fall off. He would pick the arm up and yeah. the hand would not be connected. Right. The the forearm would not be connected to the upper arm either. Yeah, but the fingers and everything was still on there all the way up to the fucking shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, no. Not how it works. She falls, though, very and far. Continues to fall all the way to hell. Yeah. It's red and... De- it's red and everything down there. It might as well have been hell. She falls so far. And she's fine. Yeah. She's pretty fine. She falls hundreds at and some hundreds point, of feet. And it's fine. At some point in time, she slides down a fucking sliding board. Yeah, you can tell. This was <laughs> you can tell. Lefty's on it, though. He's going to go in there. He brought his chainsaws because you don't bring a gun to a chainsaw fight. Oh, my God. You said that to me during the fucking movie. I said it again. Do you like it still? No. Did you like it then? No. Hmm. Would you have brought a gun to the chainsaw fight? I wouldn't have went. Oh, you wouldn't have went to the chainsaw fight at all? No. Fuck that chainsaw fight. That's, I guess that's fair. I don't think I'd probably... I probably wouldn't go to the chainsaw fight. I probably fight wouldn't either. have been able to talk my way out of it either. Like she did. Yeah. There ain't no way I'm going to tell him how good he is. Yeah. Um, And he's not even, like, secretive about it. He enters their home and just screams. And the walls bleed down here. There's, like, guts in the wall. And they bleed. He, I don't know if he just doesn't know what to do, but he starts just... 
slicing through fucking beams. Yeah, anything wooden down there. Yeah, while he's in there. So he's like um, potentially killing himself mm-hmm. and maybe not even killing them. Like if you're cutting a beam up there in the entrance way and that all falls, probably just killing you. Right. Yeah. They, you should probably start from the inside yeah, and work your way work out. Work your way out. He, he starts from the outside. And, and works in. That's that's very poor planning. That's how you end up painted in a corner of a room. Mm-hmm. This is the devil's playground. He's a god warrior. And this place is dark sided. Dark sided. Here we go. <laughs> It's dark sided. Wonder how that lady's doing. You think she has her shit together? Um, considering the way she looked, probably not. Maybe after this we'll look her up, see what she's up to. Okay. Uh, Leatherface is chopping up a body with one of those electric slicers, which is which is funny because it's a baby chainsaw. He's using he's using a baby chainsaw. He spends a lot of time skinning this man. And he doesn't even know he's doing it in front of Stretch. But she does give herself away because she's a moron. She knocks everything over. Yeah, she could have just sat still, but... No, she couldn't do it. No. So Leatherface goes over and she starts telling him he's a good boy. And he has a clear good boy kink. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I think that's where they were going with it. Like, him. he's very sub. Yeah. He, he'd let Stretch fuck him. He's very much, very much a submissive in this relationship here. Even though he ties her up. He has, he kind of has a praise kink. I think he ties her up for like protection, probably for her. Uh, he does like, he does keep her hidden. Uh, he also makes her wear LG's face. That was disgusting. Wearing LG's face is like so bad. It's her friend. It was also really gross. It's so funny because she was like, no, it's wet. Yeah, it's wet. That's not the worst part. Uh, he gives her a cowboy hat and makes her dance with him. This is probably traumatizing for her. I don't know how you get past this. Well, so it's the rest of the shit she's been having to do today. Yeah. So he does tie her up, like you said. Um, and again... And the stupidest way to tie her, too. He ties her elbows together. Yeah, it's weird. It's uncomfortable. It. What? You can get away. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like 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 you said, you'd think this would be more his thing to be tied up, given his kinks. So LG is not dead. Yeah. He has been beaten for about 25 minutes with a hammer to the head, had his face peeled off. Other parts of his body um, his Like his, his um, lower abdomen, like his, his side. Huh? Yeah, like his whole trunk. Yeah, his, his thigh. Yep. Bad, bad shape. Um, and still kicking and talking. He's significantly less freaked out about her wearing his face than I imagined he'd be. You think he'd be a little weird about that? Looking at himself, not in a mirror. Doesn't mention it. He's in quite a bit of pain, but not too much to try to free her. He's also a good boy. He gets her loose and then he mercifully dies. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God this guy dies. And she puts his face back on. So that was very nice of her. Yeah. Yeah. She does re- replace his face, which... Thank God. This guy needed to die. Not because he was a bad person, but because holy fuck. Suffering. Somehow the older brother is blaming Leatherface for the house collapsing, despite him clearly being in the same room. He he said, You're cutting through the beams, Leather. He is right there with you and he's not doing that. Yeah. Like he, he this is not Leatherface. This is obviously someone else, because Leatherface is literally 
you could touch him right there. Yeah, that was weird. So now we've got a rant about the little guy paying all the taxes while the fat cats benefit. I agree. In the first movie, subtext, all the jobs are going out. People are suffering. This is society fighting back, being given no choices, being stripped of all their dignity and livelihoods. He just fucking says that shit here. He's like, this is what this movie's about. Except this one's not about that. Well, he wanted to be sure everybody got it this time. Everything that are supposed to be funny. Yeah. Stretch has been spotted. Lefty finds the wheelchair boy from the first movie, Franklin. Apparently that's his nephew. That's what this is all about. That's why he's after the Chainsaw family. So Leatherface finds Stretch, and now we've got ourselves a little foot chase. And that stupid idiot Lefty traps her with him. He knocks down a bunch of the ceiling and traps her with him. Mm -hmm. So I I think she breaks up with Leatherface here, right? (laughs) I think it's just not going to work out. Yeah. She kind of dumps him. And they figured out that Bubba likes her, because also Leatherface's name is Bubba, by the way. Well, are all brothers... All big freaking fat guys are Bubba. I thought also brothers call each other Bubba. I guess. And some people just say, hey, Bubba. Don't mess with me, Bubba. Did so you know a Bubba growing up? Uh, I don't think so. I did. Did you? Yeah, it was my dad's best friend. You knew a bunch of people with weird fucking names, though. Yeah. I did. All, all kinds of weird shit like that. Very country. Well, I grew up in the country of North Carolina. That would make sense. So they're pressuring him into killing her, but he just can't do it because he loves her. Sex or the saw? Sex? Nobody knows, but the saw is family. That's what he says. Mm. A lot of people know about sex, and they generally choose it over chainsaws, in my experience. I've never had a chainsaw. Mm -mm. I've used a chainsaw. It was fine. It was, it was cool, I guess. But not as cool as sex? No. Okay. Not even close. So this is the this is the scene I was talking about that's very much exactly like in the original movie. It's the dinner scene. And Grandpa is here. He is 137 years old. I don't know about that. I don't know if that's a true fact. But he is alive. And she will not stop screaming. No, she is a... Say what you want about her. She's pretty good in this movie. And she's a hell of a screamer. Yeah. She's not going to have a voice tomorrow. No. They had a normal life, but automation came in and wrecked their livelihood. Again. That's the subtext of the first movie. It just wasn't out in the open like that. So they're going to beat you over the head with it now. It it just feels like it's Hooper lashing out at people that didn't get it in the first movie. A lot of this movie feels like that. Where he's like, you know what? Fuck all of you. So now they're taking her to see Grandpa, and we're going to hit her on the head with a hammer, just like in the fucking first one, and he well, can't do it. he's going to try. Yeah. Time to hammer, just like the first movie. Keeps dropping the hammer, missing. He finally gets her once, twice. Big bro gets her, though. He doesn't kill her. Lefty busts in. Drayton thinks it's extortion from other chili producers. That's what he thinks happened. Some Someone sent somebody to intimidate him, like, like the fucking mafia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he's going to try to pay Lefty off, but it doesn't work. 
He's the Lord of the Harvest. The Lord of the Harvest? That's what he fucking says. Drayton gets his booty hole chainsawed. He does get chainsawed right in the asshole. And Stretch gets away. And this is where we get our chainsaw battle. Chop Top's going to take care of Stretch. Drayton stays, stays positive down there because this got rid of his hemorrhoids, he said. I don't know how he would know. And he says I don't go to the doctor anymore. That was gross, too. Yeah. Lefty stabs Bubba and, like, like Leatherface is dead dead from this wound. Right? I mean, the chainsaw goes entirely through the middle of his stomach. Yeah, you'd think. He's dead Maybe dead. Maybe it was that spot. I don't think it was that spot. <laughs> it seemed dead center. But he mustn't have died because there's a million more fucking movies. Yeah, see? Or he could be one of those, like, Jason and stuff where he's the undead where he can't die. Yeah. Grandpa is up. Drayton has a grenade. Stretch breaks a lamp on Chop Top's metal plate and electrocutes the fuck out of him. That's funny. Sure. Funny. Grenade goes off, possibly killing everyone down there except Stretch and um, Chop Top, who have gotten out of that area. Stretch is in some room with a dead body and a bunch of bones. I'm assuming that's the grandmother. And there's a chainsaw on her because they're like a cult of chainsaws now. They're like a chainsaw cult. Yeah. Chop Top is doing half the work for her. He's just standing there cutting his own throat over and over. It's a bold move. Definitely shows he's crazy. They were very shallow cuts. Yeah, very. That's why he's able to slice her a thousand times later because he's using... And I like, started singing Death of Death by a Thousand Cuts. Yeah. He's using like a... Get some Taylor Swift in there. He's using like a fucking... One of those Play-Doh knives. Yeah. But she does chainsaw him off the mountain and then she starts doing the leather face dance. She's had a rough day, so I think this hopefully temporary psychosis can be... Yeah, she's lost her shit for a little bit there. Accepted, yeah. She's probably like, I'm fucking over this. What the fuck just happened to me? So I think we can excuse this from her. Okay. Maybe she's the next Leatherface. And maybe. Maybe she loses her He definitely dresses not. like a chick a bunch in the third movie. Oh, I'm onto something. He dressed like a chick in the first movie, too. If... See, there's layers to the first movie. If you watch the first movie, he has different masks on throughout the movie, and he plays different roles. Like, he plays the the homemaker role and feeds the dinner and all that shit. Mm-hmm. He does that. And it, like I said, it's subtext, and it's good. And you're like, oh, okay, I get this. He's filling all these roles in this family, and he's changing his face, all that shit, because they don't have that role. They don't have the mother role, so he has to play it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was the movie. A parody of his own movie. I can't believe it was the same guy. Right? You would, n- you would never in a million years think that the same guy made this movie. No. think somebody else made fun of the first movie. So I called this a great movie earlier. I don't believe that. Oh, good. Glad that you changed your own mind. If this was a standalone movie, I would not like it. Like, if there's no other Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, I would not like this. It's safe to say you hated it, right? Yes. Hated it. Mm-hmm. One of the worst movies you've ever watched? You were never happy watching it. No, I was never happy. You were never thrilled to be watching it. It's hard to say one of the worst I've ever watched because I don't know how many you could have on that list, and you've put many yeah. on there. It's crazy to think that he made this movie. This is our third Toby Hooper movie on here. Um, we watched this, we watched Poltergeist, and we watched the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. This and Poltergeist... or. 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Poltergeist. Even if you don't really like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I think you can kind of appreciate it. Like, what they did. Poltergeist is just good. Neither of them are like this. No. They're not even in the same ballpark as no. this. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 actually did make money at the box office. How? It made 8.5... I didn't know what it was about because of that fucking... It made half of its budget in its opening weekend, okay? Uh-huh. Because people were seeing it off the back of the original movie, and they did not know what this was. Yeah. Had to be. And that trailer was just, he's back. Have yeah. fun, guys. Yeah. So... Chains all vroom vroom. I think, it. I think people didn't know what they were going into when they when they saw this movie. And there's two ways to look at it. Did they do it to trick people into it? Like, oh, God, this fucking thing. There's no way we can tell them what this is about for money or did toby hooper trick him into it to be like yeah now you're gonna watch this fucking thing because i really feel like there's a, a whole lot of you know what fuckers in this movie like i feel like this he almost like takes the original movie and tears it down yeah so texas chainsaw massacre made 8.5 million on a budget of 4 million Two million of that eight point five million was opening weekend. That's people that thought it was just a continuation of the first movie, not mm-hmm. this batshit crazy movie. And then it died off pretty quick if it only made another six point five million in its entire theatrical run because people were like, Don't go see that. Yeah. That is that eight point five million is a far cry from the thirty one million that they made on the original movie. Wow. So they made eight point five million on this with a budget of four million. They made thirty-one million on a budget of one hundred and forty thousand dollars with the first movie. Yeah, that's nuts. And that's just an estimate. The estimate ranges from like eighty-five thousand to one hundred and forty thousand. So the hundred and forty thousand is the right. the absolute maximum they spent on that fucking movie. Wow. And they made thirty-one million dollars, and then they spent four on this and made eight and a half. That's crazy. Critics hated this movie when it came out. No kidding. It's kind of a cult classic now, so the Rotten Tomato critic score is 50%. I guarantee you when this movie came out, if Rotten Tomatoes existed, this would be like a 13, well, 15% yeah. movie. It's shitty. That 50% is weirdly higher than I would have guessed, and it's weirdly higher than the audience score, which is only 45%. That <laughs> I was not expecting. I was expecting horror nerds to like go there and review the shit out of this movie, because it is. This is a movie... Like, the actors in it are popular. Bill Mosley is extraordinarily popular in the horror community. So, people people in that community look at this movie fondly. And I do too, but only because of the reasons I said. Because it's such a, alright fuckers, of the first movie. I would not like this without the first movie existing. It's, it's not good. Like... <laughs> If you told me you didn't like this movie, I'd understand entirely. I'd be like, yeah, I get it. Despe- and yet you still made me watch it. Mm-hmm. And you still put it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I still like it, but only as, like I said, as a counterbalance to the first movie. The first movie is great, and it gets extra points for it existing at all. Like, the $140,000 budget, how good it is with that. That movie, like, cinematically holds up to everything it created stereotypes for horror going forward and they did it with nothing it's a miracle this is the counterbalance to that so i like it only for that i would not like i said i would not like this movie if the other ones didn't exist Mm -hmm. but but it even comes off as like he's mad at the first movie 
Like not even and the, it's the, his movie. The critics of the movie. He's like mad at that movie. Everything that's great about the first movie. You have unseen terror in that movie. That movie is not gory at all. Not at all. You hardly see, the goriest shit is like uh, set design, like the fucking a- animal skeletons and all that shit, and her getting hit in the head with a hammer. But she doesn't die. She gets up and runs away. So her that girl hanging on the hook. There isn't a drop of fucking blood. She's hanging on a hook. There's not a drop of blood. So that unseen terror, the not needing gore for it to be scary in the first movie. This movie is grotesque. It is. Ultra gory. Over the top. Even the eating his own skin off of his head was grotesque. Yes. It was grosser than the entire first movie. Yeah. And there's a, a level of realism to the first movie. Like, you could go into rural America and find some wacko that will fucking kill you. Yeah, they probably are related to me. Yeah. We've heard the stories. <laughs> you can find these people. This fucking movie is is not realistic at all, on purpose. The subtext I've gone over it a million times, there's none in this fucking movie. They obliterate you with whatever they're trying to say. And it's fucking zany. There's no zaniness in that other movie. I do love the Breakfast Club parody on the poster, though. It's almost like, yeah, that group of outcasts somehow beat the odds and made it. But sometimes shit gets fucked up, and this is also what happens when society leaves people behind. That was really and goofy. People should have saw that poster and been like, oh, this is different. Yeah, that it was going to be a parody. This is going to be different. But yeah, such a radical departure from the first movie. I can respect that. At least fucking... Having the balls to do something different when every sequel back then was just the same movie again. It's a fucking movie. Yeah. Not his best work. There's that. But I get to pick next. That's not true. What? I thought I did. Mm, no. You have another one? Yeah. Why didn't yours last so long? This is episode 98. Simon's gay. This pencil's gay. Simon's gay. Um, do you have anything else to add? No. And say goodbye, Carolyn. Goodbye, Carolyn.